Good morning, and welcome to episode 11 of Effectively Wild, the Daily Baseball Prospectus podcast. In Manhattan, New York, I am Ben Lindbergh, and in Long Beach, California, he is Sam Miller. Sam, we survived the trade deadline, and the Orioles did not heed your advice from yesterday to go all in. No, although perhaps Dylan Bundy will be traded in a August waiver wire move. It's only a matter of time now. (laughs) It's out there. Once the idea is out there, I don't think Baltimore can help but do something monumentally stupid like that. (laughs) So what is your topic for today? Well, uh, my topic is uh, actually going to sound a lot like the topic we did two days ago, uh, but I want to once again talk about the Giants and the Dodgers uh, because of the action that each team was involved in today. Man, we're already recycling material in episode 11. That's not a good sign. I think we've already recycled previous <laughs> episode 11. <laughs> um, my topic for today is Neftali Feliz and uh, and the sort of checking in on the, the starter to reliever bullpen conversion guys. Now, wait a minute. Didn't we talk about that earlier, too? Did we? We talked very, bri- <laughs> <laughs> we talked very briefly about Java in one episode, right? Did we go beyond that? We've talked about, uh, well, we talked about Chapman in the yeah. first episode, and I think at that point we talked about conversions. I, uh, I, uh, when we, actually, when we talked about the Rangers and uh, their plummeting run differential, mm-hmm. we talked about Neftali Feliz and whether he should go back to the bullpen. Well, there's new news on the Neftali Feliz front. So, okay, we're revisiting two old topics in a, in a slightly new way. Perfect. Okay. Uh, which old topic should we go over again first? Well, I'll uh, I'll start okay. first. I just want to I want I want to note something that I learned. Um, I I was looking through the transaction logs of the nineteen seventy seven season, uh, not randomly, but specifically <laughs> for this factoid. And there were, as near as I can tell, two trades made in July of nineteen seventy seven. Um, both of them involving very poor. Uh, relievers and players to be named later. So I don't even know if those would have been considered trades. For all I know, they were guys who were DFA'd and uh, simply uh, swaps were arranged around them. And just 10 years later, in 1987, there were, I think, 13 um, major league trades in the month of July and uh, mostly legitimate big league trades. So that's... uh, there, a little bit of history for there today. is potentially a reason for that, right? Wasn't the deadline the deadline used to be in June? I wondered that. I think, well, I think that, that would... it used to be June fifteenth, and I have no idea what what year it changed. And I remember once trying to find out and not being able to. But at some point, it did change. So maybe that explains <laughs> that. Well, I uh, I'm going to go ahead and confirm what you're saying because I'm looking at June fifteenth, nineteen seventy seven. Big day. There are 14 trades <laughs> so i think that'll do it Seaver traded jim fergozzi traded doc ellis traded so the original takeaway was that no one made trades in 1977 and the, the new, new takeaway take is sam doesn't complete his research <laughs> yes but you got halfway there uh yeah and together there are two of us together we can answer any question right uh in real time so um the only reason I wanted to bring up the Dodgers and the Giants again is because, um, uh, really, 
the even since we've talked, the race has tightened up, and it is now in a state of almost perfect equilibrium. Uh, the Dodgers are 50.3% likely to win, according to our odds. The Giants are 49.8% likely to make the playoffs, according to our odds. Um, that includes a, a pittance of a wild card shot for each team. Um, they're both essentially on pace to win uh, or projected to win 87 games. Uh, Three-tenths of a win separate them. And uh, they are currently tied, and they have fairly similar run differentials. So I just wanted to know, um, in today's trades, uh, the Giants added Hunter Pence, the Dodgers added Shane Victorino. I just wanted to know which team you think uh, won the day. Uh, it seems sort of like a draw, I would say. I guess maybe, I guess I'd give the ed- edge to the Giants just because it seemed like they needed that help more maybe than the Dodgers did, um, How do you- at least offensively. Um, just, just generally, they need they they just generally need offense. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers have sort of hit a little bit since Kemp came back and Ether came back, uh, and since they got Hanley. Whereas the Giants, I mean, people have wanted the Giants to add a position player since over the winter, um, when they sort of seemed to claim that they didn't have the budget room. Uh, even though they spent quite a bit of money on relievers. Um, and so I didn't really see them going after a, a Hunter Pence type uh, with the amount of money that is remaining on his contract, um, which I don't remember at the moment. But he seemed like sort of a, a bigger ticket item than I really expected the, the Giants to get. Whereas it seems like the Dodgers are sort of throwing their money around now and and no one is, uh, as as R.J. Anderson said to me the other day, the Dodgers are like the new Yankees in that every time there's a rumor or a player who's supposed to be available, the Dodgers are, are rumored to be in on him, um, which is a quite a change from the McCourt-era Dodgers. Uh, so I, I wouldn't say that either team really put any distance between themselves and the other today. Um, they just kind of kept pace, I think. I, I picked the Giants uh, barely a few days ago and reserved the right to, to change my answer based on what happened in the next few days. But I think I will probably stand pat. Uh, I don't see Brandon League as being a big addition. Um, but I, I do like Victorino. I, I like that move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Pakoda grades the two big moves fairly similarly as far as uh, upgrades over what they currently have mm-hmm. um the upgrade from victorino uh i'm sorry from abreu to victorino is i think about a half a win uh over the remaining two months and from Sherholtz to pence's i believe six tenths of a win so those are pretty equal, but I think if you look at the performance that each team has, has actually gotten so far um, from the positions that they've just uh, filled, the Dodgers have, I think, start from a much lower performance level. They've really gotten almost nothing out of their left fielders this year. and um, Or last year. Or last year. And I think that uh, probably, I, I don't know, I, I sort of tend to think that the Giants... Um, would have uh, I don't know I mean Nate's not a bad player and the difference between him and and Pence 
isn't dramatic offensively uh, normally. I mean, Pence obviously has a lot more upside, but um, it's not huge, and, and Nate is a better defender. And so I think that, I don't know, I sort of see that as a, a nice move, but it, it doesn't seem to me to, to really dramatically change the um, overall outlook for the team. Whereas I, I do think that the Dodgers had a, a just a, a really obvious hole in left field, and Victorino fills it nicely. Neither player has been all that good this year. And, and in fact, um, Sherwoods and Pence both have produced 0. 0.4 uh, wins above replacement, um, according to our site, this year. So um, and, and Victorino's better than that. Victorino's, I think, around 1.8 or so. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll take the Dodgers on this one. Mm-hmm. And Sherholtz asked for a trade, like, yesterday or something, right? Uh, which seemed like he didn't give them a whole lot of warning, or at least the news came out yesterday. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I'd give the Dodgers a slight edge on, on the move today, but I don't know that I would change my answer as far as the division outcome goes. Uh, did you? Which did you pick the other day? I picked the Giants the other day. And was today's move enough to change your answer um what's today's move enough to change my answer um i don't know i don't know that i have that much consistency to be honest from day to day i think just <laughs> waking up today might have been enough to change my answer mm-hmm. okay uh well in, sorry in, sorry folks <laughs> sorry everybody <laughs> yeah everyone was hanging on our prediction because we've never made any incorrect predictions uh, not yet we haven't no uh so we're really banking on this Giants NL West thing this year. Um, in other Western Division news, uh, Neftali Feliz, who has been battling elbow problems now for a while, uh, we found out we'll have to have Tommy John surgery, so he will not be back. Um, and it really seems to me like the elbow rehab instead of elbow surgery just never ends well. Oh, my gosh, I mean, never. I wrote an article about this once because it, it was like, I understand why you always want to go for the rehab instead of surgery if you're not sure that surgery is, is required since obviously you, you miss much more time in surgery and it's a, a very invasive and all the rehab, but it just seems inevitably, and maybe I'm just having some selective memory here, but it seems like so many times guys will rest for a month and rehab for a while and then as soon as they get back on the mound they feel a twinge and there's a setback and then there's a reevaluation period and they end up having surgery anyway but it's two months later um, and so they miss a, a bigger portion of the following season uh, it seems like I mean I don't know if I if if I got that diagnosis I feel like I would want to just go under the knife that day based on what I've seen other guys go through um but that wasn't at all what i wanted to talk about uh i wanted to just go over the guys who the, the prominent guys who made the bullpen to to starting rotation conversion this spring which originally it was it was five guys and then aaron crow and and Roldis chapman got whittled down in spring training and and ended up in the bullpen to start the season but uh, Feliz and Daniel Bard and Chris Sale uh, did make the transition, and obviously Feliz now is is done for the year. Uh, Bard is not done for the year, but 
seemingly is not going to contribute much. He sort of fell apart with his uh, mechanics and command and had to go down to AAA and initially struggled quite a bit there also. Uh, seems to have gotten it together a bit in the last few outings and maybe back in Boston soon, but but overall kind of a lost season for him. Uh, and then Sale has been great when he's pitched, but he did have that elbow scare where uh, he almost had to move back to the bullpen or, or did move back, but managed to, to get himself out of there again. And now he's going through a dead arm period and, and having some rest. So uh, these conversions have sort of been, I guess, one for three, or and even with some possible warning signs with the third guy. Uh, so do you connect it to the conversion, or do you think it's just one of those things would have happened regardless of, of role? Uh, I don't know who is uh, the originator of this, what I'm about to say, but there's this uh, idea that I remember hearing that if you have three top pitching prospects, um, and, and I think I, I think I remember it being in relation to uh, Jerome Williams, Kurt Ainsworth, and um, uh, Jesse Fopper um, when they were all with the Giants, but uh, one of them is going to be a major league star, one is going to suck, and one is going to get hurt, and basically that's just your your ratio, and that's what happened to these three guys. So, um, I mean, I, I don't, I, it's it's obviously hard to draw any conclusions from any three of them, but my suspicion is that um, they mirror the general pitching population pretty well, and so it, it probably doesn't have a whole lot to do with the their their conversion history. Yeah, I, I lean towards that too, but I wonder whether it will be regarded that way. Um, right. Well, nothing's ever regarded that way. <laughs> right. Nothing is ever regarded as just the way things are. I mean, every any any possible narrative that we can cling to, we're going to cling to. Yeah, but not even by media members. I'm, I'm talking more about teams, although they're related, because if the media makes a big fuss about conversions that have gone wrong, then maybe teams just won't want to put their players through that in the future. Um, but I wonder whether any team team sources are, are looking at what's happened and and maybe inclined to be more cautious about it in the future based on this. We should have lined up a guest, well, that, like a, a team source. That would be this. unprecedented. Um, but I, I mean, it just seems like when you look at a guy like Bard who just kind of fell apart and there wasn't even an injury involved, but it, it just, you can certainly project uh, on him and say that, that that role change caused him to get out of the groove he was in last year. Um, and certainly with a guy like Jabba Chamberlain, of course, who, who returned to the Yankees tonight, uh, fair or not, it has become the narrative around Jabba that he was just jerked around too many times, uh, too many role changes, too many innings limits, and it got inside his head. Um, and I just, I wonder, I mean, it's very easy for us to say that, but I wonder whether a team would be more cautious with a guy who's succeeded in one role uh, in the future before trying to make something more out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it's uh, it's all very mysterious, this, this pitching thing, and... Um, you know, it's uh, uh, John Lackey collapsed just as badly as Bard did, and, mm-hmm. and Dice did basically just as badly as Bard did, and um, you know Beckett did two years ago, and then came back and 
So, um, I mean, it's, it's always really hard to draw any conclusions from the results of, of pitchers. You, we're all still kind of guessing. Yeah, but I mean, to to have a good podcast, don't you have to draw a baseless conclusion now and again? I think that uh, we probably should have staked out opposite opinions on this in advance and then written down a whole lot of insults that we could <laughs> quickly fire at each other to have a good podcast. Yeah, we'll try that next time. All right, so this has been Episode 11. Uh, have a nice Wednesday, and we will be back for Episode 12.